a KQED television production. Check, Please! Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by... Safe Catch Elite Wild Tuna. Great for athletes, kids, and pregnancy. Safe Catch tests each and every fish for mercury. Available at nearby stores. Walmart Global E-Commerce, with small, agile work teams, is focused on big data, engineering, and e-commerce innovations. Careers available at walmartlabs.com. Sutter Health CPMC, investing in community care for more than 150 years, including two new smart hospitals. Your city, your hospital. CPMC2020.org. Natural mattress systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. IRG has over 250 types of natural stone choices in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin or at marblecompany.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests and each one recommends one of their favorite spots and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, retired securities executive Bill Buckingham grew up in Southern California. Well, we won't hold it against him because he did venture north to deposit himself in Marin County, and that's where he now stakes his claim. And high-tech exec Stephen Bellamy is the life and soul of any party. Charming, effervescent, passionate, and a food lover. He doesn't mind where he goes as long as there are great, new, exciting things to eat. But first, graphic production manager Praise Schley has designed a <laughs> blueprint for her life. She works hard, she runs to stay fit, and she schedules her social gatherings around restaurant destinations. And her favorite place is modern and classic, unassuming and elegant, east and west, all at the same time. On the Embarcadero in San Francisco, it's called Chaya Brasserie. <laughs> Chaya means tea house. The original location was literally just a tea house in Japan that was under this beautiful tree. Uh, and they would just take care of travelers as they came in. They would serve them tea in just little tiny bites. And the really cool thing about Chaya is that it's been in business in Japan for almost 400 years. My name is Gina Segi. I'm the general manager of Chaya Brasserie in San Francisco. When the family made this restaurant, they brought the concept of fusion foods. French brasseries are very vibrant and they have a lot of energy and they're very alive with a lot of people. I think they wanted to blend the hospitality of a tea house and the energy of a French brasserie. The really fantastic thing about Chaya is that the original chef, Chef Tachibe, he invented tuna tartare. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, uh, but he did. He was in the restaurant in Los Angeles. A group of French guys came in and wanted something like a steak tartare, but a little bit lighter. He looked around and saw a beautiful fish that he had in front of him and decided to make the same concept, but with fish. We still serve the same tuna tartare, the same recipe. We have a really special menu here, prepared by our chef, uh, Yuko Kajino. He's actually a classically trained French chef. 
So we get great sauces, we get great flavor profile. Our long history and you know the connection with the same family for 400 years is quite special. A little bit Japanese, a little bit French, a little bit exciting. All right, Praise, tell me a little bit about your discovery of Chaya. Well, uh, when I was courting my, my then boyfriend, now husband, Grant, he took me there uh, for the first time. And it's also kind of somewhere that I would normally pass up because it feels a little bit touristy on the outside. Well, because it's right along the Embarcadero. Right, Beautiful absolutely. views, and exactly. Absolutely wouldn't hold that against mm -hmm. them. But went inside and just was floored by the service, the ambiance, the bar, the food, and the dayboat scallops. Mm -hmm. These scallops were, were tender, they were moist, they were covered in uh, tamarind, lime, uh, habanero, kind of a very light sauce, and they just whoosh, went down so easily. We were doing everything we could not to like drink the bowl. It was, it's amazing. Stephen, tell me about your experience at Chaya. Well, first it started with a beautiful walk from our home. It's within walking distance, and we got lucky. They gave us the best table in the restaurant right up against the window. So we both sat there, my wife and I, looking out over the whole bay and the Bay Bridge, and as it got dark later, that, that light show came on, oh, yeah. so it was just a beautiful right. ambiance. The first dish that we had was a seafood sampler and you could just tell everything was so fresh. There was these super large shrimps on the plate, poached to perfection. Then there was a little salmon and uh, margaro tuna, and that just had a beautiful dressing. And uh, my favorite of them all was a salmon tartare. And I knew I was in for a treat after having that. That was the dish. beginning of heaven, a little that slice of heaven there. Of heaven. And, and Bill, where did you start? What did you have for appetizers? We started with the Tico tacos, which is a, interestingly, it's a taco with octopus which is not a dish that I normally eat, but it has a wonderful texture to it. And it came on tortillas that were very thick and soft with a little bit of jicama on the side and infused with a sauce that was a little bit tangy, but not overly so, and just a dash of spice in it as well. This time that we went, we actually got the uh, the Wagyu tasting, which is a special beef tasting menu. The first course of that was sirloin tartare with a miso glaze and then a quail egg on top. And this is like decadent and mm -hmm. rich and almost dessert-like. Second dish of the tasting menu was just my dream. It was this toasted rice ball with shaved sirloin and then this piping hot seaweed broth that was poured on top of it that cooked the meat. It was broth you could bathe in. It was like <laughs> this like soul-hugging hot broth that it's just indescribable. Yeah. For our main course, uh, my wife and I split the Monterey Bay cod. The cod itself was just wonderfully prepared. It was delicate. You didn't have to cut it with a knife. It fell off. Mm -hmm. We also had the Wagyu sushi which consisted of Wagyu beef and shrimp. It's and an upscale surf and turf. It was a wonderful combination. And what else do you get when you go? I, I can't leave here without telling you guys about the third course on the tasting menu, which was, uh, again, a Wagyu beef. It was four cuts of ribeye, and it was presented upon this dried leaf, and it was sizzling, and it was on top of a flame, and they just brought it in as this beautiful presentation, and you could see all the other diners kind of looking at it as it, like, floated past. And it was wafting this campfire aroma into the air, and you could just smell it. It was a utopian campfire smell and and <laughs> like I it, love that just everyone was was scraping the leaf and just all all the senses were 
going wild besides just the taste. I was very tempted to have the Wagyu the way that Tim, our server, described it, but I had a 70-ounce steak the night before, so I decided <laughs> I'd had enough 70. beef. I shared it. I shared it with one oh, okay. person. But what I had was this most wonderful scallop asparagus risotto. There was some pureed asparagus, obviously, in the risotto, and then it had some chunks of asparagus. Then it had some slivers of asparagus, and then these perfectly seared scallops. It was really a flavorful dish. If it wasn't for dessert, it might have been my favorite. Let's get to those desserts. Sure. We share the bread pudding. And uh, the chocolate croissant bread. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's just thank, you. thank you very much. It was incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. difficult to describe. Crispy layer on top. Normally, I'm the one that eats all the dessert, but my wife, who's not a big sweet person, she ended up she was going in taking baby. more than she her was fair going share. In. We had the bread pudding as well, and it was phenomenal. And it was obviously a dessert but it had that savory element too, and mm -hmm. it was just perfect. Quick hit on service. Very attentive, mm -hmm. knowledgeable, mature. They bent over backwards and they were a team, just attentive service, really fantastic. All right, Praise, this is your spot, so give us a quick summary. Um, if, if you're looking for anything from, from a casual happy hour to a night out with a date to a night with the family, uh, this is your spot. All right, and Bill? Uh, I would go back again. It is a special night out kind of a place, and also given its proximity to the financial district, uh, it would be a terrific lunch destination. Stephen? I think it's a San Francisco gem right under your nose. Okay. If you would like to try Chaya Brasserie, it's located on the Embarcadero at Howard in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-777-8688. It's open for lunch on weekdays and dinner every night. Reservations are accepted, and the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $60. Latin-focused lusciousness wows at Bill's Place, where dishes inspired by the flavors of Mexico and Latin America combine with a killer tequila menu in San Anselmo at Maranitas. Thinking about opening Maranitas, we had a contest with all of the staff, and one of our chefs came up with the name of Maranitas, which means people of Marin. I just think it's a great place to have a margarita, watch a game, and have a bite of food. I'm Patrick Call, and this is Maranitas Restaurant. Our tequila program is mostly 100% blue agave. I try to go down to the area of tequila at least once a year and visit some of my friends that make some of the best tequila. Maranitas is definitely a neighborhood restaurant. There's a lot of families that like to come here. It's just a great gathering spot, great place for people to come after work, great get-togethers here. We like to call it the fun house. My history is I'm born in Mexico, and I was around food since I was a wee little kid. Most of the dishes that we do, I try to do something I always had growing up. These recipes are very traditional. Now I take those recipes and I put my own touch on them because I use classic French techniques. Well, every time I create something new here at Maranitas, it feels like having a, almost like a new pet. <laughs> it's something that you get excited to see and exciting for other people to try. It's a joy to walk around and say hello to people that we've grown up with and their kids. The community is great here in San Anselmo. The people that come in this building and dine with us are just, they make me smile and I just, you know, happy every day. All right, Bill, we're gonna talk about the food here. 
but we've got to kick off with the tequila. I mean, there is a very extensive tequila menu. Over a hundred tequilas. Over a hundred tequilas, yeah. separated mm -hmm. by age. They do have a terrific uh, way to explore tequila by style, right. right, and by age. They are top notch there. Not only do they have all these tequilas that you could order just the glass of neat, but their margaritas are off the charts. There's no blender there. No. Everything's mm -hmm. handmade. Yeah. It's on the rocks. Mm -hmm. The one that I had was called the Fiero. And the Fiero is a tequila margarita that they make, and then they add a little bit of habanero. And like everything that they do there, it was balanced, and it was so excellent. It was awesome. This is a Latin restaurant. It is a Mexican restaurant with a lot of other Latin flavors involved. And what I'm constantly amazed by is how yeah. they infuse such regular ingredients with so much flavor. It's hard to even get to a first order because the chips and salsa in and of themselves are incredible. Three different kinds of salsa, all made fresh every single day. And the chips are also cut and fried on site. Uh, so ending. wonderful, <laughs> yes. So if you can get beyond the chips and salsa, most recently we actually uh, tried a, a dish called the sopitas, which is like an open-faced soft taco with a, a lovely marinated chicken and jicama. Not complicated, fancy ingredients, but just the flavor from the combination. A little spicy, uh, a little citrusy. Oh my gosh, it, it was wonderful. We were we were very surprised, and we went with my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and, and the children. Had a, had a great experience. Ordered a ton of appetizers. We also did um, a Peruvian salmon ceviche that was really really spicy, and I love spice. Also did a goat cheese quesadilla mm -hmm. that was amazing and kind of unexpected for your classic Mexican cuisine. This melty goat cheese with thick tortilla that was presented on this beautiful flatbread platter. Mm -hmm. They were they were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. We ordered the sampling of the ceviches and there was three different ones. All of us at the table liked something different. The wives both liked the salmon one. My friend liked the tuna one that had a smoky adobe uh, sauce to it. I personally liked the classic one with the shrimp and scallops and the, the lime and the, the tomato, etc. The ceviches came with a different type of chip than the chips and salsa, a thicker chip. I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. Real quickly, I can't believe the portions mm -hmm. that big, they have, big. and then the way they dressed it. Like you say, they they've taken Mexican food and, and elevated it, right. but they're not trying to be art like some of these mm -hmm. uh, San Francisco restaurants Absolutely. have taken Mexican food to this shishi art. And then we had tacos. They just had this slaw on top of it that had this amazing dressing, not overdressed, big pieces of cod. Mm -hmm. And then we had a carnitas that were these big chunks, dry rubbed, slow roasted, absolutely melted in your mouth. Everything that we had there really surprised me. There's a very active bar scene, there's no question about it, but it's a big space and it's a great space for a lot of different groups. Mm -hmm. It's like very they, family friendly. Mm -hmm. Do their space really well. They had all this beautiful decor. They had these antlers and yeah. these lanterns and lights and they had so much of it and none of it was dusty. With all that decor, like, right. You know, Especially a lot of it up high. Absolutely. It's a lot of dark wood. So Easy to hide. Well presented. You know, they really made a great use of their space absolutely. there. Absolutely. We go there a lot. My go-to is is one of the tacos, either beef, chicken, or fish. Tacos can be uh, prepared either crispy or soft always with fresh tortillas, always with the freshest ingredients. In addition to the tacos, there's a terrific enchilada on the menu. Vegetarian enchilada. Vegetarian enchilada. With a verde mole, and it was pretty amazing. I think there was pumpkin and cumin and a couple of other seeds in there. It was really flavorful. It had a big sort of puddle of this light green sauce. Again, portion value, size, mm -hmm. flavor. 
Yep. All there. I kind of oh, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> and what, what else? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm like chomping at the bit to tell you guys about the, <laughs> the vegetarian plate. Just phenomenal. It was hero ingredients uh, with quinoa and like nine different vegetables all composed beautifully, none kind of overpowering the next. And what yes. about dessert? <gasps> <laughs> Dessert. We had a flan. I thought it was excellent. We, we just put a fork in it and everyone then put five forks in it and it was gone. <laughs> and yeah. it was gone. It, it was one of those things. <laughs> Did you enjoy awesome. it? We tried four desserts. Um, we tried the churros wow. with the chocolate dipping sauce, which were amazing. We tried the flan, which was also good. We tried the chocolate lava cake, which was this baked souffle with, with ice cream just melting and molten. And my personal favorite was the tres leches, which was this moist, rich, creamy, just wet cake. But praise. I, the I place what, was amazing. I, I have nothing but praise for you. <laughs> Someone that is able praise to down four awesome. of the desserts in their crowd. And what about service? I thought they were spot on. They're on top of their game there. They really are. From the food, the tequila, the service, the ambiance. They had it together there. They had it together. Yeah. All right, this is your restaurant. Let's wrap it up, Bill. Simple ingredients cooked in a very non-simple fashion. Wonderful flavor well worth the trip to Marin, even for folks from the city. And praise. Although a little bit off the beaten path for us San Franciscans, Marinitas was well worth the uh, trip. Uh, great value, great service, and beautiful, simple, elevated Mexican cuisine. All right, and Stephen. She stole my words. Mexican <laughs> elevated to the highest level, and don't forget the tequila. <laughs> if you would like to drink your way through Maranitas, it's located on Sir Francis Drake at Bank Street in San Anselmo. The telephone number is 415-454-8900. It's open every day for lunch and dinner with brunch on Sunday. Reservations are recommended and the average tab per person without drinks is around $20. What do you do when you have leftover wine? In my house, it's a rarity. The simplest thing to do is recork whites and reds. This slows oxidation and store in the refrigerator until you finish them. If it's a bottle under screw cap, no worries. It will stay fresh for days or longer. For sparkling wines, try something like this clever closure and you'll be able to have another glass after. Now, if you still find yourself with something left, you can take the splash and pour it into an ice cube tray and freeze it. You can use it in cooking or even use it as a grown-up popsicle. Set among seven hills in San Francisco, Stephen's pick reflects well-executed, refined, traditional cuisine from the seven hills of Rome. And it's all made perfect by the warm welcome as you enter the Hyde Street location called Seven Hills. Herb Cain, a famous writer for the Chronicle, would reference six hills, but they're actually seven hills in San Francisco. People think that the seven hills relates to Rome. Though there are seven hills in Rome, we're not regional specific. We're really a neighborhood restaurant. If it wasn't for my neighborhood guests, we wouldn't be here. And my name is Alexis Solomon, and my restaurant is called Seven Hills. And my chef's called Anthony Florian and he lived in the Veneto for a while and takes a lot of influences from uh, Venetian cuisine in particular. But again, we are a San Francisco restaurant, so we don't want to get tied down to being just sort of one-dimensional. We can't help but be influenced by the seasonal products that we have local, and we're always changing, always evolving. We do have specials that we, we talk to our guests about every day. In a sense, it's a second menu, and that gives us lots of artistic license. 
we're a small, quaint restaurant. It gets pretty lively in here. I would call it intimate dining. The tables are pretty close together. There's no sugar coating there. All the wine on my list, my guys have tried. It's not a list that's fluffy or 10 pages long. I think there's a lot of value on the wine list. I find it very approachable and a lot of wine that I would personally drink if I was at a restaurant. When I have people outside and we're not open just yet, I get excited, I get that, that flurry. I can't believe that they're waiting outside to come into my restaurant. It's a very special feeling. I feel like a little kid. I feel really excited and very humble. I can't describe how, how lucky I am to be here. All right, Stephen, Seven Hills. To me, it's the quintessential San Francisco restaurant. And it's gotten a lot of press and a lot of attention lately. It was a secret when I first started <laughs> going there, and they do just uh, a booming business. It's only 44 seats. Right. So it's, it's small. It's not a big place. The cable car's right out front. There is no parking if either of you had to drive. And when you walk in, you feel like you're in someone's home because mm -hmm. of the intimacy. And also Alex, uh, he is a special person and he makes everyone feel very comfortable. The night we were there, over half the people in the restaurant were regular. They have this one dish that's the singular best dish in all of San Francisco, if not the world, and it's called the ravioli. <laughs> Did you guys yes. have it? Okay, then you know what I'm talking about. Fist bump, high five, nice. hashtag super bomb. <laughs> it is just sublime. Inside this beautiful handmade ravioli is ricotta cheese and spinach and an egg yolk, and they poach that and cook it, and then they serve it in this butter sauce. And so when you bite into a corner, you think, oh, that's so good. And then you bite a little closer to the middle, and all that yolk oozes out. And if everyone at the table doesn't have a bite, I guarantee you they're gonna take the bread and dip it in, it is just, beyond belief. I'm and during sorry to truffle go on and season, on, During truffle season, you can ask for tri oh, shaved truffles on yeah, top. Yeah, you can wow. truffles by the table and uh, fresh Parmigiano, uh, Reggiano, right? Ah. We had that dish as well, and it was by far my favorite. That dish was, was something to go back for from far, far away. I thought Seven Hills really screamed date night. It's mm -hmm. a small, intimate mm -hmm. place. Uh, it is. It's bustling. It's well. But, it's right. definitely I mean, going on once you yeah, get inside. You get but inside. it's absolutely mm -hmm. a neighborhood restaurant. It reminds me actually of a lot of restaurants in New York City on some of the side streets. Mm -hmm. We actually had the pappardelle, which was prepared very simply, yet it was so flavorful. It had a spicy red sauce with a little bit of pepper and a little bit of evident tomato in the sauce. We had started with the mozzarella and also the chickpea salad. Th this is also meant to be a compliment. It's a foodie place. Oh, yeah. The, the portions are not large, uh, but the flavors are. And uh, for, the, for the person who is educated about food and who understands food, I think that they would really enjoy Seven Hills. It is, it, it rewards the, uh, an understanding of each item on the menu. And they can tell you where every ingredient is from. Absolutely, and, and they did. Um, mm -hmm. They really let the ingredients shine and let the knowledge of the wait staff kind of help our choices to where the uh, meat was butchered, to where the cheese was made. The and Chef Tony is a butcher, actually. Yes, so Curious we heard. We had an amuse-bouche there. Uh, they always uh, uh, give one complimentary, and this night it was an asparagus cream soup, but it was so light and bright, and it had mint in it, and it was just wonderful. We also had a special pasta dish. Their, their pastas are all obviously homemade. It might be the specialty of the restaurant, it and they have a whole, whole section dedicated to it. And they're known for their meatballs. I had massive food envy because we had ordered our appetizer, and the table next to us meatballs. got the meatballs, and oh. I almost said, can, can I have a bite? 
Can, just a little bit. It's big enough. Stuffed and with Fontina cheese. It's big enough. Oh, I've had them a hundred times. Oh. It, they're, they're, that they're is, so I'm definitely getting moist. it. We, we did the same they're, thing. They're, they're so like, oh, loose. That. And that sauce, they make just the right amount of sweetness in the yeah. tomato sauce. That's ball. one of my favorite things that I always get. I yeah. want to talk a little bit about what you drank because meeting Alex, and I'm pretty sure everybody does when you're there, the owner, mm. He will walk you through the wine list. It's very well chosen, changes all the time, and really pairs everything with each dish. I think they were so busy, we, d we didn't get poured all the time, and we ended up pouring our own wine, which is obviously not a problem for me, but um, you know, with l restaurant culture, I know that they would, they would prefer to kind of take care of you in that, in that sense. We had phenomenal service. I mean, it was almost embarrassingly over-attentive. <laughs> no one missed a beat. The ambiance is very beautiful, and they've spent a lot of money on that acoustic paneling. You could have a conversation at this level with 40 other people in the room, and, and you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. You don't notice it at all. What about yeah. desserts? We split a vanilla ice cream. I actually ate most of it. But the most amazing thing is we had a uh, press came to the table, and I had just a cup of Weaver's coffee. I'd never had Weaver's coffee before, mm -hmm. and, the, and it was prepared, obviously, right there in the press. Unbelievably good. I'm not a big coffee snob, but it was... Just a, a wonderful cup of coffee. Unfortunately, I was up all night. <laughs> <laughs> I, learned my, I learned my lesson. All right, this is your spot. Give us a quick summary. Seven Hills is the quintessential San Francisco restaurant. And Bill? If you're a foodie, a date night here is a great night. All right, and praise. Go enjoy the raviolo and have a glass of wine at the bar for a perfect evening at Seven Hills. If you would like to try Seven Hills, it's located on Hyde Street at Pacific in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-775-1550. It's open every night for dinner. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $50. So I want to thank my great guests on this week's show, Praise Schley and her fusion dining destination with views of the Bay Bridge at Chaya Brasserie in San Francisco and Bill Buckingham, whose Latin-focused spot delivers along with tons of amazing tequilas at Marinitas in San Anselmo, and Stephen Bellamy, who would climb mountains to get to the Roman-inspired menu and warm welcome at Seven Hills in San Francisco. Now, we really want to hear about your experiences at any of the restaurants we've been talking about. So find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget that you can watch any of the shows on our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. It's where you'll find links to the restaurants and where you'll find my notes on the delicious wines we're drinking today. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Love it. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by IRG has over 250 natural stone choices and over 10,000 stone slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin or at marblecompany.com. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. Natural mattress systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Sutter Health CPMC, 7,000 employees, nurses, and physicians caring for their communities every day. Your city, your hospital. CPMC2020.org. Walmart Global E-Commerce, with small, agile work teams, is focused on big data, open-source engineering, and e-commerce innovations. Careers at walmartlabs.com. SafeCatch Elite Wild Tuna, great for athletes, kids, and pregnancy. SafeCatch tests each and every fish for mercury.
online at safecatch.com.